Hey, it's Rick Kettner here, and welcome back to the Startup Vlog. This is episode number 13, and today we are going to talk about how to build a startup growth equation. Now, much of what we're going to cover in this episode builds on the things that we talked about in the last episode on choosing the best startup metrics. So if you haven't yet watched that episode, I do recommend that you check that out. I'll link that up for you down in the episode description box. But in this episode, we're going to talk about building a growth equation, identifying the best opportunities, and choosing a North Star metric. So let's begin with building a growth equation. This starts with identifying the growth levers in your startup, as explained in Hacking Growth by Sean Ellis and Morgan Brown. And the idea here is to identify the aspects of your business that have a multiplying effect on your total success. So you want to identify the areas of your business that if you were to improve them would increase the total output of your business, not just by kind of addition, but by multiplication. Now, a great place to start is with the pirate metrics model that we discussed in the previous episode. So with acquisition, activation, retention, referral, and revenue. However, what's really important here is that you get very clear on how these metrics relate to your specific business. And in some cases, there may be other metrics that play a vitally important role. So instead of just looking at this generically, you want to think about your startup and what matters most. And again, the metrics that tend to have a multiplying effect on your success. So using my startup as an example and using my first product, a book, as an example, a very simple version of a growth equation might involve books sold times books completed times average rating times reader referrals equals greater success. So if any one of those metrics improve, I end up with a better result. For example, if I have more people that read the book, well, that likely leads to more people rating the book and more people recommending the book. And with more people recommending the book, that likely is going to result in more people buying the book. So there's this multiplying effect. We're not just simply improving an aspect of the business. We're creating a bit of a flywheel here where improving any one area actually increases the total output and one metrics improvement actually allows other metrics, even if they aren't individually improved, to collectively result in a better outcome. So again, acquiring more customers on the front end leads to more referrals even if the referral rate doesn't increase. It's a multiplying effect. More customers means even a fixed referral rate is going to lead to more referrals. Now, it's very important that we avoid getting caught up in specific strategies. We want to focus on the growth levers, not how we plan to increase each of the growth levers. So, for example, we wouldn't consider traffic from Google AdWords or Facebook advertising as a growth lever because those are simply strategies for attracting more leads to our website or our mobile app or something like that. So instead of thinking about specific channels for attracting customers, we want to treat the entire category as acquiring new customers as a growth lever. So we want to stay fairly broad here and we want to focus on the kinds of things that we can improve in our business rather than dwelling on specific tactics or strategies. That way, once we have our growth equation, we can look at various ways of increasing each one of the elements of the equation and not getting tied down to specific strategies. Now, next, let's talk about identifying the best opportunities. 
Oftentimes, there will be certain metrics in your business that are significantly easier to improve than others. And once you put together a growth equation that represents the best opportunities for improving the success of your startup, there will be some low-hanging fruit that is much easier to tackle than other areas of the business. So for example, a certain business might be in a situation where they have no problem acquiring new customers, but their activation rate is very low. And so trying to improve acquisition by 10 or 20% might take an incredible amount of effort and might be very difficult. Whereas if they allocated the same time and energy towards improving the activation rate, they can have a much greater impact on improving the success of the organization. So one of the biggest benefits of putting together a growth equation like this is identifying this low-hanging fruit, the easiest opportunities for improving the results of your organization. And Part of this is taking this a growth equation and sharing it with your entire team, making it very clear to everybody on board that these are the growth levers of your organization and that their ability to contribute to any one of these metrics can play a major role in the future success of the organization. Oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, we just kind of take it for granted that everybody in the startup knows what we're trying to achieve and how to move the startup forward. But when we put together something like this, when we define a growth equation and share it with the team, this can have a profound impact because more often than not, People don't have total clarity on how they can contribute to the business, and they don't see the low-hanging fruit, even if it might be, for example, an opportunity where they do have some creative ideas on how to improve things. So by simply defining the growth equation of your business and sharing it with your team and helping everybody understand the different ways in which they can help the organization be more successful, this can have a huge impact in terms of how people come up with creative and interesting ideas that they then present to you as to how to move the startup forward. Now, let's continue on by talking about choosing a North Star metric. As helpful as it can be to simplify the growth of your business into a simple equation, in some cases, it can be even more powerful to identify a single metric that is most representative of the success of your startup. And that way, it makes it even easier for everybody on the team to get on board and to think of creative ways to improve this single most important metric. Now, when choosing a North Star metric, you want to identify a metric that actually takes into consideration the rest of your growth equation. You want to choose a metric where... If you were to have success in that area, it would likely mean that you're having success in the other areas of your growth equation. Now, when it comes to explaining this concept, one of my favorite examples is Netflix, because one can imagine all kinds of different metrics that might play a key role in their growth equation, including acquiring new customers, retaining more of those customers, having those customers recommend the service to other people. Of course, total lifetime customer value would play a very important role because, of course, you don't just want customers that have joined the service and then leave and come back during special promotional rates. You want people that are joining the service and staying locked in for a long period of time, paying the full price for Netflix. However, if we look at all of these metrics and we try to identify which of them play the most important role in the success of the organization, I personally believe that one of the strongest candidates would be total completed content. 
So the idea here is if Netflix was to focus on tracking the number of people that didn't just start a TV show or start a movie or start any other content on the platform, but instead they focused on the number of people that reached a certain percentage of watch time, for example, 90 or 95%, where perhaps they didn't watch the closing credits or something like that, but otherwise they largely finished the content that they began this would be a powerful indicator of their enjoyment of the platform, and it would reflect the success of the other metrics because, of course, the more customers they were able to acquire, that would be more potential viewers that could complete content. The happier people are with the content, the more likely they are to complete it. The better the recommendation engine is functioning within the service and helping people discover content that they would enjoy, that too speaks to the number of shows or movies they're likely to complete. And just generally, if people are enjoying content and largely completing it, well, they're almost certainly going to stay with the service and consider recommending it to other people. Now, I don't know if Netflix tracks this number or if this is a North Star metric for them, but you can see how this kind of metric, where you focus on something that is vitally important to the satisfaction of your customer, has a role in all of the other metrics. Acquisition matters, but only so much as the people coming into the business are enjoying the content and are finding shows or finding movies that are of interest to them and then completing them. So this is just one example, might not even be a perfect example as I don't know if Netflix is using that particular figure. But the point here is with your startup, you want to identify one metric that speaks to the ability of your business to be successful, either in pleasing customers or thriving over time. And very often those two things should overlap in a major way. Now, there is one downside to identifying a North Star metric, and that is the fact that once you specify your single most important metric, there will be people in the organization that take shortcuts or find alternative paths to increase that metric that might not actually speak to the value of that metric. There's a famous law out there, Goodhart's Law, that says when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. And the basic idea here is when you stand back from your organization and you look for a metric that might indicate the overall success of your organization, you might find something that is very predictive. And yet when you announce that to the whole team and you tell everybody that this is the most important metric, well, suddenly you change people's behavior and they start taking shortcuts or changing the way they approach certain things. And suddenly the way that they increase that metric might not actually tie back to the original reason why that metric was so powerful. However, even with that said, so long as you're aware of this potential risk and you're monitoring for people taking shortcuts or finding different ways to boost your North Star metric, as long as you're aware of this idea, my belief is that it's significantly better to have a North Star metric that you can share with your team and have everybody rally behind than it is to not have such a metric where there is no uniting factor where everybody understands this is how we create value for our customers or this is how we can grow the business. So you want to be aware of the fact that once you announce a North Star metric, it will change people's behavior and not always in a positive way. But at the same time, it's such a powerful way to unite everybody that I believe it's worth that potential downside so long as you're aware of it and so long as you are monitoring for it. 
Anyway, that's it for this episode. I strongly encourage you to put together a growth equation for your startup, identify the best opportunities for growth, and choose a North Star metric to unite everybody on the team and to bring clarity around what they can do to help move the startup forward. Now, in the very next episode, we're going to talk about how to break out of a startup rut. This is a very important topic. Recently, I hit a bit of a wall with my startup, more specifically with the book project that I'm working on. And fortunately, I had somebody remind me of a very powerful insight for getting things back on track, for breaking through a difficult rut and getting back focused on the things that truly matter. So that is what we're going to focus on in the very next episode. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about anything that we covered here or anything that you would like to see addressed in a future episode, let me know down in the comment section. And if you are curious about the next episode, I encourage you to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss that one. Thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode.